0: You know, guys, who has just been teaching me that our praise and our prayers are weapons. And, and, and so I, you guys know I can't sing, but would you just take a risk with me? And would you just thank God out loud for who he is to you? And would you just thank him for what, he, what you want him to do tonight and what he's done in your life? Because when we praise him and when we speak out declarations of his love, what he has done and what he will do, he begins to move. So we'll take a risk with me. just thank him who he is to you. Father, I, I, I guys, I know it's scary. I know it's stressful. I just encourage you. Take a risk. Just speak out loud. Tell him who he is. If you don't know who he is, just, just say thank you for being who I don't know who you are. <laughs> because he's real and he's alive. So God,
1: There's nothing that can separate my heart from your great love. Come on. In death, in life, You sing it. Come on. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on never, ever. Your love never fails, never gives up.
0: Listen to the word of the Lord. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or persecution or if we're hungry or we go through hard times? If we're threatened with death, as the scripture says, for the sake we are killed every day, we're being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victories ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither angels nor demons. Neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky, above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will be ever, ever able to separate us from the love of God that is brought to us through our Lord and our Savior. Jesus Christ and guys I just I just feel it on my heart as as many of you know there was uh, a huge tragedy this weekend and I just uh, we were going to do this later in the service but as Brad was just singing this song it just hit me that you know we pray for the people that were involved and we're right now I want to spend some time here praying for, for the, the, the guy that lost his life and his family. But yet we have a hope and a Savior, our hope and our Savior. That even when hard times come and it's not easy, and I'm not saying it's easy, but we have a hope. And even when night comes and dark comes, we have hope that the sun will rise. That there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. And Jesus is there in this life and afterwards. So can we just take a moment of silence as the band plays? And can we pray first for the victims and second for our campus? Yeah, just pray to pray to Jesus. Father, I thank you that you died on the cross for each and every one of us. And God, we pray for everyone that was impacted in the shootings this weekend. We pray for their families. We pray for the man that lost his life that he'll be in he- that he's in heaven with you. And God, we pray for his family and his friends. And God, we pray for this campus. We pray that this campus won't be the same because we're not the same. That you're moving in crew and in InterVarsity and FCA and in Alive and, and in every single ministry on this campus, that we would come together and we would be a force of hope because we reflect your heart and your love to these people. We pray for the, for the people that, that, that did the shootings. We pray for their hearts, Jesus, that you would move in their hearts in such a way that they would come to know you that they would repent of their sins because it's the kindness and love of Jesus that brings us to repentance. And God, I thank you that we have a hope in you, that you came to die on a cross so that we would have hope. I, I believe that you rescued every single one of us in ways that only you can. So Jesus, I thank you that you came to rescue us. And we pray that this campus would be one for you, Jesus. That you'd use every single person in this room to use us, to work through us, so that we would be a light and a source of love and hope to every single student on this campus. Have your way, and I thank you for rescuing us, God. I thank you that you are our hope, and that when you move and your love touches our heart, that we're never the same. We're never the same again. We might have ups and downs. We might have highs and lows. We might have good times and hard times. But it's your love that carries us, God. It's your love that that gets us through the storms, that helps us have hope when everything in us wants to give up having hope. That you came to rescue us. And sometimes that rescue happens every single day. Hey! This is uh jeremy henderson and he's probably like man what did i get myself into but he's a uh, leader with us uh, for four years and he graduated and he came back to support kundai and just be a friend and encourage him because kundai's speaking tonight and you know sometimes you don't know kind of like what you have until it's gone and i know jeremy's had conversations with me and I remember I always tell my seniors, like, enjoy it. As much as you're stressed out, enjoy it because when it's over, like, you're in the real world, you know, and he's searching for jobs now. And, like, um, and I guess, Jeremy, I would just, as we kind of welcome in Kundai, I would just love for you to, like, share a word or just even pray over us, like, anything that you wish you knew, you know, last year. And then if you want to kind of bring in Kundai, because I know he's your bro, we'd love for you to just do that for us.
2: So like Ryan said, I'm Jeremy. I graduated uh, a couple months ago, and uh, I was a part of this ministry for four years. Um, and so I guess something that I would have liked to have known um, is <clears throat> really just how valuable um, this like community is. I think um, I wish I would have taken advantage of this more because after you graduate, after you leave, like the opportunity to have, you know, oftentimes like a community like this and so close, um, it can be tough, right? Because you go on, you get a job like Ryan mentioned, and then you may have a family. And I just think, just with what happened this week, Like, to take this seriously. Get involved in a small group. Talk to people. Um, you know, I know a lot of, like, we we take family seriously. It's not something that we just throw around. And um, I think if there's anything that I would say is to, to jump into community and, and really do life with each other. It's, it's invaluable so I hope some of that made sense <laughs> but uh, okay I'm gonna stop talking <laughs> okay and I want to bring up my brother Kundai um, yeah I want to say really quick okay, yeah what no I'm gonna do Orion. Ryan <laughs> um, so i met Kundai my sophomore year You're telling the story yes my. My sophomore year, his freshman year, and um, it's so crazy. So actually, the first time I saw Kundai, he was on a bus. No, I'm sorry, I was on a bus. And we were, were, he was crossing Transit Plaza and I was on uh, a bus. And he had on this red Lamborghini hat. Is it Lamborghini? No, no, it wasn't that. It was like your red Ferrari. Yes, your red, he had on his red Ferrari hat. He had on um, like these really short shorts. He had on and like and it was maybe I'm pretty sure like a soccer jersey or something. And I was at the back of the bus and he was crossing transit plaza like entering the um, the bookstore almost. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, look at this kid. I was like, I was like, he is not from here. I know he's not. <laughs> And sure enough, by like, totally the grace of God, probably two, three weeks later, I met this dude and like, I've learned so much from him. Uh, and, like, I'm, we're the same age, but I'm a year older, so we kind of, I'm sorry, no, we're the same age. Year older is in like school year, right? Like, I graduated before, but we're the same age. But like, he has been such a, a mentor to me, really, and, and a brother and friend. And so... I don't think it was I don't think it was a mistake or random that I uh, I would run into him that day so in the, in the shorts yeah so.
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, we'll pray amen okay. So Holy Spirit would you come right now in Jesus name? Father, I thank you for what you want to do here tonight. God right now I pray that you would just anoint the words of Kundai. God, I pray that our hearts and our minds will be open to receive what, he has, what you have given him today, God. <clears throat> God, I pray that seeds would be planted and that they would fall on good soil.
4: good. Man, the introduction like that, yeah. I think there's anything much I can hide after that. Awesome. <laughs> well, gosh, this, oh man, so many awesome faces, such beautiful faces out there. Thank you so much for coming out, guys. This is, this is awesome. Um, so like Jeremy said, I am Kundai, and yes, I am not from here. Um, so those shorts were definitely not shorts that I got in the U.S. Um, so I'm from Zimbabwe and I'll kinda of just actually go up and show that thing. Um, yeah, and so I've been part of this ministry now for, this is my fourth year, and I've seen a lot of, a lot of changes, a lot of awesome faces, a lot of awesome people, and this year, you know, Alive has got something different, and for the first year, I couldn't recognize what that was, and I was like, God, it feels different, and I like the difference, but I also miss the old, and I think like Jeremy really hit the nail on the head that this, what Ryan is bringing and what Ryan is pursuing is what's so needed. That so many people coming from so many different backgrounds, me an international student, there are other people from so many different backgrounds. And being a part of a community and a part of a people that really talk family and mean family, it changes things for people. And I know personally it's changed that for me. I remember, short story, funny story, I remember my uh, end of my freshman year, and I was like, man, America's hotter than I thought it would be. They're just like, it's flat and there's not many attractive things in the area. <laughs> and like, I thought, was like, you know, I'm seeing Grand Canyon on TV and I'm seeing like Vegas. And I thought that was of could be everywhere. And like, I remember thinking, oh my God, I just want my four years and I want to go back home. Because this place is not as fun as I thought it would be. And now like, as I'm starting up my senior year, like. just... The thought of leaving is actually not nowhere near as exciting as it was my freshman year, and that's because of the friends and the community that I've made out here. So yeah, now to go into it. So we've been talking about who we are as alive, and so for the first few weeks, Ryan, our journey so far is that Ryan was talking about how alive is explaining who we are, and that we are a ministry that really wants to be a family, and we want to be a family that's seeking to awaken college students to the identity in Jesus. And then Cake um, followed up that message to talk about what that identity is, and that we were born and destined to be sons and daughters of God. And because we are sons and daughters of God, we are indwelt and filled by His Holy Spirit. And when you allow that partnership to happen, some amazing things happen in your life. And life takes a whole new turn where each day you get to wake up and it's like, wow, Lord, what are you going to do today? Like, what's the new adventure? What's the new journey today? And today I have the privilege of speaking about destiny and purpose. And I've kind of had a subtitle that I've added to that of doing the stuff. So it's just a bit about me. In this story, in this message, I'm planning, I'm like, so I've had people that have come to me and like, Kundai, how did you become Kundai? And I'm like, that's such a weird question. I'm like, Bob, how did you become Bob? It's like, it seems like such a weird question to ask someone. But I really think, I'm like, God, how did you take me from who I was to who I am now and to who you're making me? Because I know I'm not there yet. And if anyone really, I believe anyone ever tells you, that I understand everything about God, and I've made it, they probably haven't, or they don't know the God that they're referring to. So anyways, so I'm from Zimbabwe, and there's a photo which may come up, little oh, there it is. That's my home church, River of Life. And for any of one who doesn't know what Zimbabwe where Zimbabwe is, it's that highlighted orange country over there. That's what it really looks like on an African map. So if you have a map that has anything different, it's not legit. We are a highlighted nation in Africa. <laughs> and, and kinda just to tying in with that, I wanna I'm gonna wear something that's from home. And this is a lovely dashiki, which is actually not from where I'm from, but it's pretty good. So I'm like, oh, it will go, it will go for tonight. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, just really wanna invite you guys. Like, there have been a lot of heavy things that have happened over the past week, and Ryan's referred to them and Jeremy has. And We don't want to be a ministry. We don't want to be people that avoid or or disengage with that. But Jesus is, and because Jesus isn't a God that disengages from our pains and from our worries, but he lifts them off. The scriptures talk about how God lifts up our burdens. So I want to invite you guys that as you, as you hear me speaking, there's anything that resonates with you, like feel free to shout amen to that. Feel free to like say yes to that. It got to be that God will be saying some things to you throughout the course of this night that I'll really be lifting up burdens and lifting up and exciting you to like, wow, like there's more to life than what I'm living. So my goal tonight, my goal tonight is to inspire you to believe that life with Jesus is the most purpose-filled, fun, yet sometimes crazy adventure you can ever embark on in your life. And it's available to all of us, to every single one of us sitting in this room, Jesus wants to take you on that adventure. And I'm going to share a little bit about how he's taken me on that adventure. So in that first photo that I showed was Craig Roberts, who was the very first mentor I ever had in my life. And when Craig first met me, I was nothing like I was today. Um, just to highlight a few things, I, I think about a few months before then, I had um, gotten into a fight with a guy, and I like, pushed him into this window and broke the window, and then got into trouble at school, and ended up getting caned, and fun stuff that happens at high school. And so, anyway, so I was not a very pleasant person. I used to be very mean in my words. And Craig was part of this youth ministry team called Zambezi Holidays. And the core of that ministry, what we did and how I ended up joining them once I got saved, um, was that we built relationships. And we, our goal was to become friends with people. And I don't know how it how worked out theologically, but Craig just believed that as you become friends with people and they become friends with you, They'll become friends with Jesus by association. Because you hang out with Jesus and you're hanging out with them and they begin to like you, they'll begin to like Jesus. I'm like, I don't know how that works out, but it kind of worked for me. And I got to know Jesus through, through his friendship. And then, so, coming, coming back to the core of this message, I want to talk. I highlight a little bit about purpose. And so I just looked up the dif- di- dictionary definition. And the dictionary defines purpose as the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. And I was thinking, what what does God have to say about purpose? And one of my favorite scriptures is in 1 Timothy 1.5, which I believe will be up on the lovely screen behind us, or behind me. Um, And this is one of my favorite verses, because whenever I think of, like, God, what do you want from me? God, what do you have for me? Like, where do you want to take me? I feel like this really hits home for me, and it says... The purpose, so convenient, it's the same word. The purpose of my instruction. Paul, this is, this is the Apostle Paul talking, and he's this guy who brought in a lot of amazing understanding and revelation to the church of what it meant to be a follower of Jesus. And this is what he has to say about purpose. He says, the purpose of my instruction is that all believers, every person who follows Jesus or wants to get to know Jesus, would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and undefiled faith. And I read that, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Like God wants us to be filled with love that comes from a pure heart and not this kind of fake love that we kind of just say things that we don't mean it, but we really mean it because it's coming from a pure heart and it's coming from our hearts. And then a clear conscience and a conscience that we aren't feeling guilty, we aren't feeling shameful because God's really purified our conscience. And a a genuine faith, a faith that, like Jesus says, that can move mountains. And I believe, so I just want to highlight a few things that I believe that from here we get, we get understanding that there, there are different levels of purpose. I think God takes you on this trajectory of purpose. And I think the first thing is that our primary, pur- our primary purpose is to love and to be loved by God. That is the foundation of your existence. The foundation of our existence as human beings is to love and to be loved by God. That's something that we all share in common. That's something that God has for all of us. And then the second one is to love people, every person, and that that comes from the fruit of the of the first. And that as we love God, God's deepest affection is for people, and we begin to love people. And then thirdly is this thing that if you if you've ever been in Christian circles or if you are in one now, we often people refer to it as calling. And I, I think just to, to, scale, to scale it down, I think calling is simply how we give back to the world, that God gives us all these things, and it's how we give back. I think that personally, for me, I don't really have it all cleared up. by, just, as I've been growing and loving God and loving people, I'm getting to see that. I think my calling is to be an encouragement to people, and it's to be someone that people meet and they get, begin to question, begin to think that, I think there's more to life than what I'm living. And that just begin to see that there is peace and there is joy and there is hope in any and every situation. Whether that's in our classrooms as we're working on those assignments, that we can find peace, joy, and hope there. Whether it's back in the dorms and we're doing our assignments and we're doing our homeworks, that we can actually enjoy what we're doing and we can engage in those activities and find joy. Find joy in those assignments and find joy in knowing that this is molding me and this is making me into a more loving person, which will one day mold me and make me into a person that can give back to the world. So, you know, sometimes people ask me, like, how did I get to where I got to? And Jesus had this thing where people asked him questions, and he never, like, said yes or no, or this is the answer, that's the answer. God bless you, Lord. <laughs> he, um, quick story, actually. So that is something, okay, I got to get into this. So, um, when I came over here, I met this guy called Tim Brasick, and he was the most, <laughs> i never met anyone like him. I don't think I ever will. He was a person who was so madly in love with Jesus. And he talked about, and he talked about, and he really embraced this thing that I'm going to talk about, about doing the stuff, which comes from a passage in John 14, 12, which is core to us as the vineyard. And that doing the stuff, so Jesus has just dropped this amazing bombshell about him being the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one else gets to to God except through him. And that, so after he drops off that bombshell, he goes and says, Truly, truly, and he's talking to his disciples. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do those works that I do. And greater works than these will he do. And the reason of this is because Jesus is going to the Father. And he's going to unlock the reality of heaven. And so Tim used to say, Tim used to say this, and this, this radically changed the perception of what it meant to be a Christian for me. Because I think the invitation of Christianity, the invitation that God for us as Christians... It's not merely a ticket to heaven. And that's what I used to once think. That it's one day I'm going to get to heaven, but till then it's a struggle, it's an hustle, and it's just mope and grope. But I really think the invitation of Jesus is bigger than you getting to heaven. The invitation is heaven getting into you. It's God wanting to put everything, He's gone back to heaven, right? Jesus has gone back to heaven, He's getting heaven into you. And how's He getting heaven into you? By the Holy Spirit. That's how heaven gets into you. That's how the reality of heaven gets released on you. And now you partner with the Holy Spirit and you get to release that reality on earth. Yeah. Yeah, come on. And that's a fun, amazing adventure. And it's made being a Christian so fun for me. Like, I've, this is so, just so, a highlight of a few fun stories. The very first time I ever gave a prophetic word, which is basically what we believe is that God wants to speak to us, and that all of us, we actually have a part to play in this and that God isn't just looking to call pastors like, you know, Ryan and different people that you may know uh, who are in in full-time ministry. Like, God has this available to everyone. And so I was part of the vineyard for a while. This is like three months in, and I'm seeing a lot of people, like, doing all these awesome things, going out to pray for people, and I didn't really believe that God wanted to move through me. Like, I was like, it's pretty hard to deny at this point when you're seeing Tim praying for people and legs are growing out and people with back pains are being healed and people in wheelchairs are standing. I'm like, it's pretty hard to deny that God's healing and moving people. But the part that for me was like, I don't really know if God. I don't really believe that God wants to do it through me. And Tim was having none of that. I, Tim, knew, knew that very well. And one day, you invited myself and Jeremy and Serena, and Serena's here, but we all went out to this church to Tim with Tim, where he got to speak. And as you're sharing his message. He he takes a pause, and he's like, I'm going to call up my ministry team. And I'm like, I don't even know I was part of this ministry team. I thought I was just coming for for a ride. And I'm going to call up my ministry team, and they're going to prophesy and pray over you guys to show you guys that this this isn't just for a special group of people, that Jesus has opened the gates that all of us can experience this. So... He calls us up, Jeremy says some fantastic words that blesses some people, Serena, she's super prophetic, she says some prophetic things, and as the mic is coming down towards me, the whole time, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so bad, I am going to look like a fool, Tim, you know I've never done this, I don't know what I'm going to say, what am I going to do, and the word David just like, was like a fleeting thought that came by my mind, and I'm like... God, is that you? Because that's a pretty generic name here in the U.S. Like, there are a lot of guys <laughs> called David. And so I'm like, God, like, confirm that? Is that really you? I don't know. And it's like, time is running out. The mic is coming over. And I'm like, okay. Either I say nothing or I go with this and see what happens. So I look up, and there's this guy that's standing, that's sitting, like, five rows in front. And I didn't, so I didn't even know if, like, I felt like he was... Highlight, which is what we say sometimes to say, like we think God emphasizes someone, I just gonna like, I'm just going to say this and see what happens. So I look at him, I'm like, hey man, I just feel like God's saying you're a David. And as I start sharing this, it was literally, so the Bible talks about like not being concerned about the things you're going to say when you're in front of people and that the Holy Spirit will give you words to say. And that was like a moment of me experiencing that. And I'm like, and I feel like there's a Jonathan in your life she's recently been disconnected from. And I feel like God wants you to know. It. And I'm like, there's a story, there's a story in the in the book of Samuel where David has this close friend of his called Jonathan, and he gets separated. And I feel like there's a person in your life that you've been separated from, and you've been feeling a lot of sadness and a lot of pain. And as I'm sharing this, he's this big guy with like massive muscles. And he goes over and he husks over and he starts crying. And I remember, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I did something wrong. And I turn and I go back to give the mic to Tim. I'm like, I think I messed something up. I think I did something bad. And that was the first time for me where I really was convinced that God wants to speak through me. And I'm actually convinced that God wants to speak through you. He wants to bring hope to this campus. He wants to bring life to this campus. And that may be praying for the sick. That may be praying, um, prophesying over people. And that really, the reality of heaven, is also things like joy. So it may be smiling at a stranger. It may be waving your hand at someone who's just cussed you and insulted you. It may just be doing a kind act. Those are all things that are the reality of heaven that we get to partner with Jesus and release. Amen. And that's the purpose of Prophecy. I think the purpose of prophecy, the purpose of healing and and love and kindness and all these things that are expressions of heaven, uh, the purpose of signs and wonders are supposed to point to the God who is wonderful and that our God is a God full of wonder. And that's the purpose, to point us back to that God. So point people back to God. So back to me. I want to share just one more story of... Yeah, so just got to take a tangent, because I, on my journey, so I come sophomore year now, I'm in, my second, I'm in my second semester sophomore year, and I've experienced all these things, I've seen a lot of God do a lot of cool things to me, and I remember, I'm chatting with Tim, and I'm like, Tim, I don't know about this engineering thing, man, like, I'm enjoying doing ministry with you, and I'm thinking, maybe I should drop out of college and join you in ministry, and I remember, I don't know if Tim told Happy, Happy's our senior pastor at the vineyard, or if someone else told Happy, but one day, Happy comes up to me, and He's like, I hear you're thinking of dropping out of college. That's probably the stupidest thing I've heard in like forever. (laughs) And I'm like, what? He's like, no, you have a reason to be here and that the things that you're studying are important. And so whatever that is for you, like journalism, engineering, architecture, whatever that may be, that God wants to bring the kingdom to that place. Because in the church, there are a lot of people that already know Jesus, But out there, where we will be as students and where we'll be as professionals one day, there are people that don't know God. There are people that don't know love. There are people that don't know hope. And we get to be messengers of that. And so Happy's like, go back to school. Don't want to hear you talk about that ever again. (laughs) I did just that. And so coming up to now, so just this past semester, I had this internship at a pretty awesome company called Crawford, Murphy & Tilly where I got to... I, so we were out at the Willard Airport and we we're doing some construction work out there. And that was probably the most... One of the most intense, like, three months of my life. There, just, just, just to kind of summarize that. So I'm 22, and I'm pretty sure in the 22 years of my life, i never heard so many cuss words, so many vulgar things in, a, in, in my life than in those three months. I remember... So I never actually like went out and told people, like, hey, I'm a Christian, and you need to come to church. I don't think we have to do that, but if God put, um, like puts that on your heart to do that, like, go for it. But just from the decisions that I made, people will be making fun of each other, cussing each other, and I just chose not to engage. I didn't tell them not to, uh, but, I didn't, I, but I didn't join them. And so people, so I remember this one, this one Friday, people were like, hey, we're going out to the strip club, you want to come and join us? And I'm like, huh. Don't know how to get out of this one. But, guys, yeah, I'm not quite the kind of guy that wants to go to strip clubs. And, um, like, it was, just, it was intense. So, eventually, there came a shift where people realized, this guy doesn't like doing the things that we're doing. He doesn't like going out to get, to get drunk after work. He doesn't like doing these activities. And we're just going to start picking on him. So, people started picking on me. And I remember, um, so I, I, I would offer to do a lot of, like, um, things that people didn't enjoy doing. So, we would go out and we would, like, measure some some areas here, some field measurements and some depth checks, and people. And I'll always volunteer to do that. And it became a thing where I was like, whenever there was something to do, people would be like, yeah, I tell Kundai to do it. He's kind of, that's the only thing he's kind of good for anyway. And, uh, a lot of insults and a lot of people, I remember um, there's a kind of a day where were like, he, mu- he must be gay because he doesn't like going out to the bars, he doesn't like doing this and that. So just a lot of attacks. And, like, and I remember I'm like telling myself, my like, God, if they knew who they were, they wouldn't be saying what they were doing. If they knew who they were, they wouldn't be saying what they were doing. If they knew that they were loved, they wouldn't be doing this. But if I may be honest, after several weeks of that, it eventually broke me. And I remember, I'm like, God, like I thought it was supposed to get easier. I thought, like, I was going to come in here, and people were going to get saved, and it was going to be awesome, and we're going to see the kingdom come, but it wasn't, and it was a grind, and I don't think I wouldn't have gotten through that time if it wasn't for one of my best friends, Sergio. I remember one day, it was probably the worst day I'd had at work, and someone had said something, and I would lost, and I kind of, like, just went off on him, and I was like feeling so bad, I, I, I made fun of him, and I kind of reverted back to who I was uh, before Christ. And so I was hanging out with Sergio that night and I was telling Sergio, I'm like, "Man, work is hard, And as I'm sharing different things I've been going on at work, I start crying and I'm so overwhelmed. And I'll never forget that moment, because <laughs> what Sergio did, he didn't tell me things in the Bible which are awesome and true and a are, are truth. But he just came. Put his hand over my shoulder, and he started crying with me. I remember he just goes, I'm so sorry, bud, that it hurts. And that's what I needed right there in that moment: a friend, family. And that's what we get to have here in the Alive. That's what we want to be, that people that can be friends and family for each other. <clears throat> so yeah, I'll never forget that. Thank you, Serge. So I want to close with this, and the worship team can start coming back up. And I want to close about destiny. Some of you probably thought I forgot. I almost did. (laughs) So, the dictionary defines destiny as the events that will necessarily happen to a particular person or thing in the future. (laughs) I was thinking about this and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, but I disagree. I don't know if you can disagree with the Bible, but I disagree with, with the Bible. No, I definitely don't disagree with the Bible, I disagree with the dictionary. That I think in life we can be so often fixated on the events. And for me thinking like, where will I work? Will I work? When will I go home? Will I work here in the U.S.? What kind of job will I have? And we can be so fixated on the events. I think the world kind of trains us to be so fixated on On the activity, like what's the goal, what's the milestone? You know, will I get an A? Will I will I pass that test? And although all those things are good and important, I think that that's not where we need our focus and emphasis needs to be. I think so often in life we're trying to get to a place, but God is often trying to build a person. I'm going to say that again. So you good? We're often trying to get to a place, but God, he's trying to build a person. You see, because in Jesus, we're all destined for the palace. We're all destined for the kingdom of God. We're all destined for heaven. If we choose Jesus, we have that. But between now and then, God's trying to establish us as kings and queens, He's trying to establish the the nature of heaven, the nature of who he is in us. God's trying to create people who would take his hand and run with them on this crazy, fun-filled adventure called life. One of my other favorite passages is Ephesians 2.10, which says that, For we are Christ's worksmanship, and we have been created for good works before the foundations of the world. And that God's always working in us that before we were even born, God had good works for us. He had things for us that we were going to do. So he's got that in the bag. Like you really, if you rely that on him and you give that to him, he's got those works for you. He's got the school for us. He's got, he's got those important things that we're thinking of. Will I get married? And all those other questions that may come in college. He's got those things for us. But what he's asking for us is that don't miss the moments. And I feel like that's the major risk that we, that, we risk running here in college, that we can be so fixated, and I've had scenes that <laughs> Ryan's done a pretty awesome job of reminding me not to do that, but we can be so fixed on getting those good grades and going to exams, like missing all the other things and the other moments that college and that life has to offer, missing the fun, missing the joy, taking those, R- those different RSOs and getting involved in different communities. You see, because I believe that more than anything, Before Lord, before Savior, God wants to be our Father. He wants to be a Father who shows you who you are. And we were created to be His children. He wants to train us and He wants to love on us. And it's through Jesus, through His death, that he restored that reality for us to have access to. So will you join me in letting go of the reins of your heart, taking Jesus's hand and inviting the Holy Spirit into your life and letting our Father lead you in this journey called life. Thanks guys.
5: Amen. Thanks, brother. That was an awesome message. As we move back into worship, I surely encourage you guys to press in. I believe that tonight the Lord really wants to reveal next steps for you guys, whether that's tomorrow or next month or. Whatever that looks like, I believe the Lord really is going to release clarity as to what the future holds—not only for each of us, but for this campus. And I believe that there's revival fire stirring already, but it's going to go greater and greater. So I invite you guys to stand as we worship our Father.
3: In our Father. and sing it out. In your-
4: In the song, we're crying out for the kingdom and for the power and the glory of God. That it's His, and that we're asking for it to come out here. And I really feel that there's some people out here tonight that it's two things. I feel there's some people out here that have really been shaken by the events that happened over the weekend, and I, you've, you've had this desire and you've had thoughts of like, God, I, I want to do something about this, and you don't know how and you don't know where and you don't know and you just you don't know how to get started. But there's something that's been stirring in your heart that since that's happened. And if that's you, I wanna really encourage you, we're gonna have some leaders at the back and I encourage you to go back and see them. We're gonna pray for you. We're gonna pray that God will reveal and partner with you on how to do that. And secondly, I also feel there'll be some people here that really, that want to experience and want to grow deeper in their intimacy with Jesus and showing their friends and showing their communities who God is. And if that's you, I'm gonna be in the back as well and I specifically wanna pray for that. Oh, yeah, and one last thing, one last thing This just came to me. Is there, is there someone here who has pain in their right hand? Maybe, like, you, you hit your hand against something, or, like, a bone or something like that is, like, fractured. Or there's someone who's got pain in their right hand. If that's you, please come and see in the back. I think Jesus wants to heal that.
6: I also just feel like there's some of you guys here um, who have just really wanted to be led by the Holy Spirit. Um, And to just really live a life that's just like totally laid down and saying, yes, Lord, like I want you to lead me on this adventure. You know, I want every moment of my life to be in full surrender to you, Holy Spirit. Um, So I just have that burning on my heart right now. And if that's you, I would really encourage you to just go get prayer um, because part of us being a family is being led by the Spirit together and we do that together. So um, can I just pray for us for that too? Um, and if that's you, um, and you just want to say, yeah, God, like I don't want to stay where I am right now. I want to go deeper. I want more. I want to be led by you. Um, would you just put your hands out? Um, yeah, Holy Spirit sh- Yeah, Holy Spirit. Um we want more. We want more. We're asking for more, Holy Spirit. And you promise, you promise that when we ask for more of you, Spirit you provide god so we just ask in faith right now lord holy spirit for more of you for every one of us in here god for all the hungry ones god would you just pour out your spirit upon us afresh afresh a new lifestyle where we just say yes where every moment we're just in surrender to you holy spirit that you could take us on these adventures that kundai talked about um god because you have an amazing destiny and plan for every person in this room (sighs) yeah so spirit um we just say yes um we just say yes to you whatever it looks like god at any cost would you just say that to him right now um just just on your own it doesn't have to be out loud or anything but just say god i want more of you at any cost whatever the cost god we want more of you
1: something, just put your hands just on your heart, I want you guys just together just to take a deep breath and hold it right now, ready, take a deep breath, hold it, God gave you that breath, now exhale, and what you do with that breath is your choice, what Kunda was talking about tonight is we are given the gift of life and the gift of him, self, Every breath that we draw is a gift from God. How we exhale that and what we do with that breath is our choice. And I love it because that's what we're going to sing about. You give life. that one more time over this campus you give life you are love you bring life
5: the way the Holy Spirit <laughs> speaks to us because as we were worshiping there's this, this bridge that was written by a worship leader named Amanda Cook and um, it's called You Make Me Brave and this wasn't planned but it was hilarious because as we were finishing this song Ryan came up to, to me and said I feel like there's a song on your heart, sing it. And I've sang this song a, a million times, but there's something that happens in the room every time that we lead it and we sing it, when we declare that we're brave and we declare that we're strong and that no fear could ever take away the power that God's given us. And so I can't guarantee I'm to play the right chords. I can't promise I was going to be pretty, but I want to sing this this together and just declare that we are brave.
0: a risk with me? Would you just close your eyes? And as Leah sings this over us, would you just lift your hands up with me? Would you just lift your hands up? You know, when, when the Israelites were fighting, you know, Moses would have his arms up, and his warriors and his family came around to hold his arms up, because when his arms were up, the battle was victorious. Yeah, so let Leah sing this over to you, and picture Jesus' face. Because it's his love that makes us brave, guys. It's his love that will inspire us and work through us to be the change that this world and this campus needs. Will you let him make you brave? Because you are alive for such a time as this. You have been born and chosen to be a student at Parkland and you have I in this life, in this time, for such a time as this. Do you believe that the Lord needs you? Sing out to him. Let him make you brave. Let's
3: go! Let's go!
5: Thank you that you make us brave and you make us strong. And even when our circumstances don't look like that, God, you're stronger. And so I just thank you that you've called us to be the light to this world. And so God, I just pray even right now that you commission us to go, that we will be strong, fierce warriors for you. For such a time as this, so guys, thank you for my family. Thank you that we have such a special place to call home, and that's in you. Just bless my brothers and sisters as they go. Let them know that they're loved each and every moment by you. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right, guys, we're just gonna kind of hang out here for a little bit there's some awesome snacks in the back and uh don't forget next week's our encounter night at the church we will not be here we'll be at the church to get some awesome worship and prayer on so uh, we love you guys and yeah we'll see you next week and uh yeah have a good one